Buonasera! My name is Marcello. I am a tour leader with Explore. Ciao! Come, follow me. Behind this 200 year old gate is the best view of one of Rome's finest fountains. Ah, oh, bellissima! Look at the Renaissance detail, the sunlight in the bronze! Not everyone knows about Turtle Fountain, but you will if you explore. Search explore.co.uk and don't just travel, explore. Are you, like me, a spinster? Are you single, child-free and tired of the stigma attached to your situation in life? Are you actually having a bloody great time living your best life while all of your friends are tied up with their husbands and kids? If you think being a spinster is actually pretty awesome and you want to change the old-fashioned narrative, you want people to realize that not having a relationship or kids gives you the freedom to live a fabulous life all on your own terms. If this is you, then you've come to the right place. If, on the other hand, you're a spinster who isn't feeling quite so great about it, you've also come to the right place because I want you to feel great about it. I want you to know that your life is just as valid, valuable, and meaningful as anyone else's. If you're also interested in personal growth and working on yourself to become the best possible version of you, then you're in luck because we're also going to be talking about my other obsession, personal development and how we can use the extra time we've been gifted due to our lack of relationship in children and use that time to really become the people we want to be. I'm excited and I hope you are too. Join me every Tuesday for episodes with just me or me and one of my brilliant guests. My name is Lucy Megason. I'm so glad that you're here. Welcome to Spinsterhood Reimagined. How are you? My guest today is another boy. But we're not talking about anything to do with being single and or child free. Well, actually, that's not entirely true. We kind of are. That's not the main sort of premise of this conversation. Matt is a manifestation coach. Now, please don't switch off just because this isn't directly about being single and child free. This is a really valuable conversation about essentially how you can start to use the power of your mind to create the life that you want. I know I've talked about this before on minisodes and in the podcast, but please, please, please do give it a listen. Because even if you think manifestation is a load of bollocks, just give it a chance. This is a really sort of good intro to how to, well, to what it is 
and how you can go about implementing uh, manifestation in your life. Matt is such a lovely guy. He is actually a former estate agent and then he had a really crazy experience, which I'll leave him to tell you about, which led to him going down the sort of spirituality route. He had a spiritual awakening. He became completely fascinated in all things, power of the mind, and essentially the fact that there is so much more to life than we know, because there is so much more to life than we know. So much more than we can see, hear, touch, taste, and smell. There's so much more than that. And we need to learn how to harness that power that we all have inside of us, even if we don't realize. So I really hope that you'll listen through to this conversation. Matt is such a lovely guy and he explains this whole topic really, really well in a way that's really easy to understand and really easy to implement. So without further ado, here is my fabulous guest, Matt Cook. Matt Cook, Cook with an E, I might add. Thank you so much for joining me and a very, 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 very warm welcome to Spinsterhood Reimagined. I'm so excited to have you here. You're only the second bloke I've had on this podcast, so that's exciting in itself. I'm getting in the swing of talking to boys. It's very exciting. Um, But you are clearly not a spinster, not least because you're a boy and you're married. But this podcast isn't only about being single and not having kids. It's also about all things personal growth, spirituality, mindset, and all of that juicy stuff that I happen to be a little bit obsessed with, a lot a bit obsessed with. Now, I discovered you because you randomly came up on my Instagram feed and I followed you straight away because of the way that you talk about manifestation. Now, I am really into the whole manifestation thing and I have been for quite a few years. And I I do talk about it on the podcast, but I've realized I talk about it without actually using the word. And I think that's quite intentional because I think that so many people are very cynical and they think it's a load of bollocks and they don't, but they, but I think that's partly or largely because they don't really understand how it works. And now obviously that's what you're all about. So we will get into that. But before we do, before we talk all things manifestation and energy and raising your vibe and all of that amazing stuff, can you just tell our listeners a little bit about who you are and what you do? Of course. Lucy, thank you so much for having me on here. It's so You're exciting so to be here. Yeah. Um, so I am a manifestation coach, like you've just uh, explained to your lovely listeners. And I just want to make something very clear at the start. If you'd have said that to me four years ago, I would have laughed at you in the face and crossed over the road because I had no idea what manifestation was. I thought it was probably BS as well, to be honest with you. Um, I was an estate agent. I was very traditional nine to five, climbing the corporate ladder. I became the youngest manager in my company. And that's what I thought I was doing until I lost my mother to cancer, had a spiritual awakening and connected with her and then decided to start living my best life and figure out the the mystical energy vibration and that experience led me to becoming a manifestation coach so I work with people from all around the world 
Um, it doesn't matter what they're seeking in their life, what they're looking to attract, whether they're looking to recover from a health condition. I teach energy and I teach how we can use energy to manipulate our personal reality and draw in new experiences into our life. Matt, I'm grinning because I'm just so fucking excited about this conversation because I'm just, I can't wait to dive in. Okay, so thank you for that introduction. You mentioned spiritual awakening. Now, I've talked on the podcast, um, not very, not in much detail, but I have talked about the fact that I consider that I've also had a spiritual awakening. And I think that people sort of look at you a bit funny when you say that, as if it's this weird, scary, sort of slightly bonkers thing to admit, whereas in actual fact... I just see it as having having sort of woken up to the truth of life. And mm. it essentially means that I just look at the world in a very different way than I used to. And I've realized the power of my mind that I didn't realize a few years ago. Now, as you just said, you've had your own version of a spiritual awakening to do with your, your darling mum. Now, tell us this story, if you wouldn't mind. Sure. Absolutely. So um, I sadly lost my mother to cancer in July 2017. She was 51. And one of the last conversations I had with her, um, bearing in mind she had brain, um, bone and lung cancer. She'd recovered from breast cancer in 2008. Um, but the one thing I just want to make clear here, because this is going to tie in really well with what I'm going to talk about, is my mum always feared it coming back. She, even though she was giving the all clear, she always said cancer's going to come back. You know, it was always one of her fears. And unfortunately, it did. And we lost her in July of 2017. One of the last conversations I had with her, though, when she was lying in a hospice in Essex, was she held my hand and she just said, Matt, just promise me you'll live your best life. She said, travel the world create memories, have fun with Coruscant, who's my wife, because when you're in my position, you'll realize how precious life is. And then the next day we lost her. And for an entire year, I had those words rattling through my mind, like, oh my God, like she worked her whole life, she was cabin crew. So she flew all around the world. Um, but growing up, we had au pairs because of the, you know, the, the work she did. And my dad was in a regional sales manager. So I didn't really see much of them, to be honest. So we had French, Serbian au pairs growing up. And the whole sort of goal, I suppose, was that one day they'd retire and be able to live this happy life. And, and of course, my mum never quite got there. So for a year, I was thinking, wow, I'm an estate agent. This isn't living my best life, right? But, you know, this is the way I've been programmed. This is what I think I should be doing. And I was 26 and I, I'd worked and really hard in that particular firm and, and became the youngest manager in that company by 10 years. So I'd sort of made it by 26 and I was earning really good money, but I was really unhappy, really unfulfilled. And of course that conversation was going through my, my head at the time about living my best life. And then something extraordinary happened in February, 2019. So we're talking now about 17 months after my mum passed away. I'll tell the story because this is going to tie in. I was sitting up in bed with my wife at night, I remember it really well. It was like a Sunday evening. Um, we were watching Netflix, as you do. And you know that moment where one of you just decides to just roll over and the other sort of carries on watching Netflix? That was me. So I rolled over. My wife carried on watching whatever we were watching. I was still wide awake. So I was very much conscious. And the weirdest thing happened. My whole entire body started to vibrate. 
And when I mean vibrate, I mean every single inch of me started to vibrate. And I felt like I could have hovered off the bed, literally. It wasn't scary, but it was so extraordinary. I wanted it to sort of carry on. I felt like I could have stopped it, but I just let it carry on. I then heard this high pitched ringing in my ears, like so, so loud. And then it went completely um, still. You could have heard a you know, pin drop. And I heard my mum come through and say, Matt, it's mum, I'm, I'm here. And my mum was from Essex. So I knew my mum's accent from a mile away. And I was like, I can hear you, I can hear you. And we just had this brief conversation before my wife nudged me and said, Matt, who are you talking to? Because she was still awake. She was thinking like, am I okay? And it completely blew me away because I was awake when it happened. I wasn't asleep. Like you could have easily have said if I was if I was asleep, it could have been a dream, right? I was awake when it happened. And I then went on this pursuit for three months to try and figure out how that happened. So that's the story of how my mum connects with this. Oh my gosh, Matt. I mean, this is just, wow. I've got goosebumps. Firstly, I'm so sorry that you lost your mum back in 2017, but she's quite clearly still around, which must be super comforting. What an incredible crazy experience so what did you do so where did you go with this oh my gosh Mm. what did you do with this exactly so another thing to note is I was a skeptic (laughs) I didn't really believe in that I mean of course losing my mom I wanted to believe in that you know I'd watch Colin Fry and Most Haunted as a kid like my mom was obsessed with that sort of stuff so you know there's a part of me that thought well maybe that was real But I think if I'm honest, whenever I heard like a friend talking about seeing a medium, there'd always be that part of me that sort of thought, you know, what if they actually knew like details about their life? And and I think honestly, unless you have an experience like that happen, I mean, it just solidifies it. There was just no way anyone could say to me that that wasn't real because what happened. So I am a very curious person. And when I learn a concept, like I'll explain to you here, I learn the ins and outs. So I went on this mission for three months to try and figure out exactly what happened. And I realized one thing, firstly, most people don't realize this actually, but everything's energy, everything. And I mean, even your human body is just a condensed form of atoms, molecules, a nucleus. It's energy condensed into form that we perceive to be physical. So is your iPhone, so is your house, so are the bricks. Everything is energy and energy creates matter and energy vibrates at different frequencies and we use our five senses which is taste touch smell sound sight to see things as physical objects they're not just energy so i learned that firstly i thought okay well if i'm just energy then i'm not skin and bones there is something there's an awareness there behind you know if i connect to my mom she's no longer skin and bones so she's this energy still And I realized, of course, that energy can't ever be destroyed. Energy only transfers. But of course, one thing you've got to realize is you can't see all types of energy and light form. So, for example, right now in my room, in your room, Lucy, there is invisible energy that we can't see because there is space between objects in our room. But what's in that space? Well, of course, there's energy, there's frequency, there's there's wavelengths, just like tuning into a radio station. You can't see the the frequency of it, but it's there because you can hear it. So that's the first thing you've got to realize that if you can't see it, it doesn't mean it's not real. So when someone passes over, you just can't see them, but they're still here in a different frequency. They're not as condensed and solidified as we are. That's the thing you've got to realize. 
So I realized then that what happened to me when my body started to vibrate was I somehow unconsciously, even though I was conscious, raised my frequency. So just like tuning into a radio station, my mum lowered hers and I raised mine and we met uh, on the same frequency. And I've been on uh, various podcasts. I've spoken to mediums after who who was able to confirm with my mum. Yep, we did connect. That definitely happened. I didn't go crazy. That happened. And one medium said to me last year, she said, Matt, do you know why we're called mediums? And I said, no. And she said, we help people connect at the middle. And I was like, ah, so that's what happened, right? I connected with my mom in the middle. Anyway, I had a decision because this, of course, blew my mind. And I thought, well, if everything's energy and I connected with my mom, do I want to be a medium? And I thought, well, not really. Like, I want to connect with my mom. I don't, there's no one else I really want to connect with. Do I want to do that for a living? I don't think so. But I'm quite fascinated with this whole thing to do with energy. And I thought, well, okay, does that mean money's energy? Does that mean opportunities are energy? Does that mean happiness is energy? Does that mean new experiences energy? And of course, yes, it does. So if I connect you with my mother because I align myself to it, does that mean then if I connect myself with money, I can have more money? Because I was a, even though I was earning good money, I was broke. I had credit cards, loans, cars on finance, like. And at the same time, I was trying to get out of being an estate agent, but I was in a broke mindset. So I thought, well, hang on a minute. Let's try and change things up. So at the same time of of this happening, would you believe, simultaneously, I'm learning on the side how to be a digital marketer and actually quit my corporate job. And I'm there with this nine-figure business owner who's seriously inspiring and he's telling me on a coaching call that he puts his success down to something called the law of attraction and that he started off by watching the secret and I was like what what's the secret what's the law of attraction and remember I'm learning this this thing to do with energy at the same time serendipity of course just beautifully merged so I take the principles and I watch the secret and I'm like this makes sense because of like my own personal experience with my mum and I'm like but but how does this work? So that's, and we can go into that. But of course, that led me to. God, I just, I'm like, okay. So, so, so many things, so many things come to mind. Firstly, I just want to know, have you managed to connect with your mum again? Several times. Yeah, several really? times. Yeah. And how did you manage to do that? Like, obviously the first time was sort of um, unconscious or it wasn't intentional, but how have you, if you don't mind my asking, how have you managed to, intentionally connect with her again I asked this partly because my dad died many many well nearly 19 years ago and funny enough this is just going off on a slight tangent but I oh my god I mean this is just this was ridiculous I got my brother to come with me speaking of mediums I got my brother to come to a random medium in somewhere in Wimbledon who was the most dodgy bloke on the planet (laughs) can't even remember how I came across this guy but I was basically I was on a mission to try and sort of connect with my dad about I don't know however many months after he died and it was the most ridiculous thing to the point where it was like yes his name begins with a no b no c no d no e uh g yes oh my god like it was just you know ridiculous and he was clearly a complete fucking charlatan but but I'm intrigued to know how you managed to subsequently connect with your mum again okay well I can go quite deep because as well as manifestation I have a serious amount of knowledge about your soul our whole point of being here 
So firstly, we're, we're all um, just pure consciousness. Consciousness is awareness. Awareness is, is your soul. It's who you truly are. So your, your, remember, your soul um, always dips in and out of different realms, dimensions. So we live in what's called three-dimensional reality, where we're very dense and we see things as three-dimensional. But then, you know, your soul and your loved ones who've passed over operate within a high dimension, like fifth dimension. And in the fifth dimension, um, time doesn't exist. Time's eternal. So the one thing you've got to realize about, and this is what I'm going to time with manifestation, is that time's an illusion. So this sort of concept of time is man-made for three-dimensional realities, linear. You know, we, we look back at our past because of the experiences that we've had, and we look at our future and we base things that might happen. It's called space-time reality. So we drag our body through space to experience time. But when you're connecting with your loved ones on the other side, or you're connecting with your spirit guides or even your soul, time's eternal, meaning that everything's actually happening in the present moment. So your loved ones are around you now all the time because time's eternal. And if I connect with my mother, she's got no concept to the fact that she's been gone five and a half years. This is why if you ever watch a program like Most Haunted, for example, and they say, oh, the spirit's been in this castle for 100 years. That spirit's got no concept of the fact that it's been there for 100 years. It could be an earthbound spirit that is, is just lost and just doesn't even realize it's, it's dead. Right. So this is the concept. Getting to your point. They're all around you. You can connect with your loved ones in several ways. So they can't communicate all the time like I had that experience. So my communications with my mom aren't always a conversation like that, but they might be in my dreams because remember, dreams are, are real. You know, your, your soul travels when you when you dream. Second, secondly, synchronicities, serendipities. Thirdly, signs too. So um, my spirit sign for my mother is a robin and I see a robin every day literally and whenever my wife and i are making a decision in life there'll always be a robin there so you know there are various ways that you can see it but if you place the intention it normally happens when you're least expecting it i love that because and especially that you say robin because there is a j that i always think is my dad and my dad was hmm. really really into birds anyway there is a there is a j that i see on a relatively regular basis outside of my window and i have always thought that that was my dad always um the whole on thing that, on that Lucy Sorry. if I can just say just just yeah. just so just because it might be interesting for everyone else yeah the reason that will be your dad is because your spirit you know loved one spirits they want to try and get your attention and they get your attention by what they think you'll be aware of so for example, for me, like a Robin was always something that my brothers and I used to talk about when my mum died. So of course, my mum then chose to use Robins as signs. For you, if you can relate Jays to like your dad, that's why you'll see Jays. For other people though, it could be synchronicities of numbers. It could be feathers. It could be anything else that might have had some sort of a connection with that person when they were still alive. Okay, gosh, this is so fascinating. Now, I'm very aware that there are <laughs> some of my listeners might be saying, this is getting really quite off the charts woo. So let's just bring it yeah. back to manifestation. Can you just explain in kind of layman's terms how the hell manifestation works and how someone could start to put it into practice in day-to-day -day life? I think that probably makes more sense. So manifestation, here's my best definition, is deciding to be a conscious creator and creating the life that you want instead of unconsciously creating a life that you don't want because you fall a victim of your programs. 
Your programs are a set of beliefs, perceptions, and experiences that are programmed into your subconscious mind. And your subconscious mind controls 95% of who you are. And that's all the experiences that have happened to you in the past. So if you face trauma as a child, bad experiences in a relationship, bad experiences with money, that would have programmed you years ago. And even to this day, you still might feel that because your subconscious mind doesn't know the difference between a dream or reality. So just by thinking a thought, it releases a chemical, which is an emotion, and it triggers the same feeling as if it happened 10 years ago. So people are constantly living a program based on their past. So that is manifestation, because you, the one thing everyone needs to realize is we are all creators. I'm sure a lot of people have heard that, but I'm going to demystify what that actually means. So you can unconsciously create or you can consciously create. And the reason I say that is because it's your paradigms, which are your beliefs in your subconscious mind, that actually um, control your manifestations, because you manifest based on how you think and how you feel in the present moment. Now, what is the present moment? Well, the present moment, if we go back about five minutes, I said that time doesn't exist. Time's happening now. And that is true. If you think about it, all that ever exists in time is this moment right now. The future will happen, but it will only be a future right now. And the past has happened, but it was a past right now. So you listening to me is the eternal now. Now, most people don't realize that in the eternal now, subconsciously, they're thinking certain thoughts and they're feeling certain ways. And... 90% of the time, they're thinking in the past, and you think on average 60 to 70,000 thoughts every single day, and 90% of them are from the past. So literally, the way you think and the way you feel creates something called your state of being. And that state of being over time is your personality. And then your personality starts to create things outside of you in your personal reality. So the, the, the way to go from being an unconscious creator to a conscious creator is being aware of the thoughts that you do want to think and being aware of the way you do want to feel in the present moment. And that can be hard, I'll be honest, especially if you've been programmed in the past. But that is manifestation. And we'll go into your next question in just a moment. Thanks, Matt. It's good, just picking up on what you say about how it can be hard. And I think this is part of the resistance to this whole, you know, to to the subject of manifestation, because I think, A, I don't think people are aware of how it actually works. And you've just explained it so brilliantly. So thank you so much for that. But there is no doubt that it is work. And in fact, I was having, um, I can't remember if I said to you beforehand, but I'm also a coach and I was having a conversation with a new coaching client just a couple of days ago. And I said to her, you've got to commit to doing the work because this is, it is essentially work. But I say, you know, quote unquote work, because it's not work in the sense that you're sort of, you know, going to an office to do work. It's, it's not, it's work that I personally find you know, rewarding and enjoyable. But like you say, it it does take, when, when you say work, the way that I sort of interpret that is it takes just constant awareness of how you're thinking and how you're feeling. And am I right in saying, would, would you agree with that, Matt, that it's largely about having um, a sort of a super awareness of the state of being that you are feeling at any given moment. And you've got to be conscious of that as much as you possibly can, or as much as is sort of humanly possible, because obviously we all fall off occasionally and it's not possible to 
a hundred percent of the time or maybe it is you you may disagree but would you sort of say that that's what you mean by that it can be hard work because it is just this constant practice of being aware of what you're thinking and how you're feeling yes exactly so so again let's just go back a step most people don't realize that they are not their thoughts it's a little bit like saying to a fish do you know you're in water the water's the, the world to the fish. Most people think they are their thoughts. Now, a simple exercise for everyone, do this after, especially not when you're driving, is to, to literally um, put a timer on your phone for like literally 10 seconds or a minute, close your eyes, and as just the awareness, just in the darkness, just sit there and wait for a thought to come up. And if your time timer goes off on your phone and a, and a thought hasn't come up, then you were just the awareness. But if a thought comes up about anything and you were able to see that thought, then you're, you there's a classic example of how you can differentiate the difference between who you truly are as awareness and the thought that comes in. But most people think they are the thought. So the thoughts they think every day are actually what they believe they are. So if a thought comes in of, I've never got any money, life's really hard, never, never going to find love, they latch onto that, not realizing that that's come from a paradigm and a program that's been built on the past. And the key to change is just to be, like you said, consciously aware of it at all times. So if a thought comes in that's not aligned with the life you want to create, it's having a will greater than the program to let it go. And that's why it becomes hard, because sometimes people latch onto the thought. And you know what happens? You think a thought, it triggers a feeling and an emotion that always triggers a bigger thought and you get lost on worry. The art of it is, is to realize and be consciously aware of the fact that you're lost on a thought and recenter yourself back to the awareness just on the breath for example and that's the the key to to change by being consciously aware what practical steps can people so say somebody is trying to manifest whatever it is more money or I mean I'm gonna say actually let's let's talk about seeing as this is this seeing as this podcast is about single child-free women let's just talk about manifesting a partner not that that is the premise of my podcast as all of my listeners will know that I don't talk about how can we get a boyfriend and la 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 because actually I'm far more concerned about how they're going to feel good within themselves by themselves but assuming that quite a lot of my listeners do at some point want to get into into another relationship how can they even go about starting to manifest a relationship into their life sure great so before i answer that let me just quickly simplify actually how manifestation works because i'm the sort of person that when i heard of it i wanted proof i i, I have a scientific brain and i have i need proof and i need an understanding for how it works so i want to give everyone the reassurance quickly of how it actually works and then i'll tie this in with let's say manifesting a, a partner so you heard me mention that everything's energy and that is true Now, you heard me also say about the fact that, you know, time's eternal and that, you know, your spirits and your loved ones live in a a dimension outside of ours. Well, I just need people to realise that right now they're 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 within another dimension that holds infinite frequencies and energy. So that's why some people are super successful and others aren't. There is for everyone listening, there is an infinite amount of possibilities that exist. And we can call it the universe, you can call it the vortex, I call it the quantum field. Now, the quantum field is the universe. It's an eternal vast space of energy. And that 
energy, that field is vibrating at different frequencies. And the field or the universe responds to how you're being right now in this present moment. Because most people don't realize that the human body is a magnet. You have a root chakra and a crown chakra. You have energy flowing through you and you draw into your reality energy based on what you're vibrating out at. So this is why you hear people say, in fact, you said at the start of this podcast that you have to become what you're looking to attract. Now, people really struggle with that concept. They say, Matt, if I want more money, how do I act like someone who's got more money if I'm broke? And this is the misconception. You, you've got to start acting like an abundant person. That might mean, you know, giving away your time and being, you know, re- um, helping people. But you've got to realize then that, you know, if that is true, which it is, because I, I can go, I go into this in a lot more detail, then how you're being energetically right now is going to cr- manipulate your life and your outside world. So if you can, ch- the key to manifestation is becoming the personality right now of that future. So if you become the personality of your future right now, what you're basically doing is thinking new thoughts and feeling new ways. Now, that changes and alters your 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 inner core vibration and what energy is emitting from your from your own field that then draws in energy from this eternal vastness called the quantum field. And that energy is drawn into your reality. And remember what I said, energy creates matter. So then that energy crystallizes into form synchronicities, serendipities, opportunities, people, love. So how does that work then? Well, if you're someone right now who's seeking a new relationship and love, and you are saying to yourself over and over again, I'm not in love and you know I've, I've been single for this many years and I feel really crap about myself and no one loves me. And then you start saying to the universe, I really want the perfect relationship. You're actually saying to the universe, um, I'm single and the universe will just keep on giving you that because it responds to how you're being. And this is the real trick to realize that you've actually got to start acting like someone right now who's madly in love. Most people, though, they wait for the outcome to make them feel a certain way. Yeah. So they wait for abundance to make them feel abundant. They wait for love to make them feel loved. Now, the two secrets to manifestation are this. A clear vision, intention. You have to be super clear on what it is that you're looking to attract. Now, based on what I've just told you, they've measured this, that thought sends out what's called an electric charge out into that quantum field. But this is the big one that people don't realize. It is the feeling, it is the heart emotion that is the magnet that draws that that energy back into your life. And I felt this myself because I've had so many deep meditation experiences and out-of-body experiences where I felt the heart emotion, they've measured it, can beat out three meters. And if you send out a thought of love, for example, your heart as a magnet draws back in energy into your own life. So the, the two secrets are being clear on the thought and clear on the feeling. So what all your listeners need to do is they need to firstly, with the intention, think about what they want from a perfect relationship. Who, who will that be? Where will you be? What will you do together? How, you know, everything like get super clear, see that as your order to the universe, but write it not as want, because if you want something, you're in lack of what you desire. You have to write it as if you already have it. Now, if you write down everything that you will have from that relationship, you should feel really inspired by it. It should make you feel quite emotional too. It should almost get you tearful because then I want you to look at that. And then on the column next to it, write down the word emotional feeling and think about how it's going to make you feel if that was in your life. And you might write down relief, happiness, joy, love, of course. So all of a sudden now you have the, you have the recipe for attraction. 
And then what you have to start doing is start actually becoming that right now. So for example, the clients I work with from around the world who want to manifest love, I say to them, you have to become love. I was working with this lady from Scotland who was in her forties and she'd been badly treated her whole life. She'd never found love. People always let her down. Partners were abusive, all of this. Yet at the same time, she was really abundant. She was a nurse and she was really abundant. And I said to her, that's, that's really interesting. Let's dive back to your childhood. So we went back into her childhood and she was raised in a middle-class family. Money was no problem. However, her parents treated her with no love, very cold. And of course that programmed her. So even now her paradigms were telling her, her programs are telling her, no one loves me. And I said to her, how often do you practice self-love? How often do you go and have a massage? How often do you go and have coffee and cake with your friends? You know, I said to her, write down these emotions. So for example, joy, what, what brings joy in your life right now? And she said, do you know what, Matt? I actually love going out for pizza. That makes me feel like, you know, that emotion. I was like, how often are you doing that? She said, not very often. And I said, well, you've got to become that emotion right now. No word of a lie. She starts embodying these feelings. She starts embodying self-love. She actually put a relationship to one side completely for once in her life, because this was such a stress. She realized that she felt anyway, that once she found this person, life would be complete. I said to her, you've got to put it to one side and focus on yourself. The minute she starts focusing on herself, meditation, self-love, she messaged me after our coaching and said, I'm madly in love now and I've found the perfect person. But that only happened when she became love. Yeah, I mean, yes. It, it's so, I just find this subject so endlessly fascinating. Mm. I really, really do. There are a couple of things that I really want to pick up on. I want to ask you about subconscious beliefs, limiting beliefs, because obviously they are so huge when it comes to manifestation. Um, and I also want to talk about, you mentioned, um, you know, sort of if you're, if you're like, oh, I'm not, you know, I'm single or I don't have any money, you're just, you are basically coming from a place of lack and scarcity. And we need to be coming from, you know, in the case of a relationship, a place of love. And in the case of money, a place uh, uh, from a place of abundance, not a place of I don't have it. Because if we're thinking and feeling and saying, I don't have it, we're just attracting more of that. How now, how can people start to change their subconscious limiting beliefs? And like you said, and this is something I talk about, too, is that these limiting beliefs are holding us back so much more than most of us are aware of. And we are because we are living, you know, 95%, not from our conscious mind, but from our subconscious mind, we don't even realize that the way that we're feeling and the way that the thoughts that we're thinking and the, the actions that we're taking and the life that we're seeing in front of us is so hugely controlled by our subconscious. And obviously what's in our subconscious is largely all of these paradigms that we, you know, we sort of were ingrained in us when we were kids, blah, blah, blah. So we need to change those paradigms. We need to change those limiting beliefs. What tips and tricks, Matt, can you give our listeners in order to try and reprogram? I sense that we're going to start going to the Joe Dispenza um, uh, sort of whole area in a minute. Another guy I'm completely obsessed with and I'm determined to do a Joe Dispenza retreat as I'm sure you are, if you haven't already. 
Have you already done the Joe Dispenza retreats? No, but I've done all these courses online. Have you? So yeah, I just haven't got haven't just haven't got to it yet. But a lot of my clients have been to them, and they're pretty pretty life changing. So oh gosh, he, just so your listeners know, Dr. Joe Dispenza is someone that this is my opinion. Okay is the best because of firstly yeah. his own personal experience secondly because i'm obsessed with the science and how he breaks it down and thirdly the results that he gets for his clients so there's a lot of proof there with, with his work so i've trained directly under him by doing all his work and you know i i sometimes sound like i, I mimic him but i you know it's because it, it seriously works okay so to answer your question which is really important firstly you've got to realize that there are different brain waves so right now, you and I and probably all your listeners are operating in something called beta brainwaves. And beta brainwaves is like a wave of um, frequency in your brain that operates at its highest throughout the day when we're conscious. And that brainwave keeps us very much analytical. It keeps us aware of the outside world. So the outside world becomes more real than the inside world. Now, if you're someone listening to this podcast and you finish work and you're laying on the sofa, and maybe if I'm saying something, you at the same time simultaneously visualize yourself doing something in your own life, you're daydreaming. And that's because you're in what's called low beta. Now, you've got three different levels of beta. You've got low, mid and high range beta. High range beta is when someone's extremely stressed and they can't even think about change. They're in fight or flight mode. Mid range beta is when you're more analytical and concentrating and low range is where you're sort of daydreaming and you're drifting into what's called alpha. And alpha brainwaves is a brainwave pattern um, where you're more creative. The inside world starts to become more real than the outside world. And it's actually the doorway to the subconscious mind. So every time we fall asleep at night or we start to daydream, we actually close down the conscious mind, which is the monkey mind, the, the, the chatter, you know, the, the, you know, everything that sort of keeps us aware of the outside world. And we start drifting within. And the key to reprogram is to go deep within. So you have alpha and then you have theta. Theta is the hypnotic state of mind. And then down deeper is delta, deep delta. Now, most people don't realize that children up until about the age of six to 12 are only in alpha their um analytical theta brainwave hasn't even developed meaning that they are like a sponge to their outside world so if parents say money doesn't grow on trees they'll grow up and that's the way they'll think however like my client that i just gave as an example when she was down in alpha and theta as a kid money was abundant however love wasn't so that programmed her so you're programmed from a child based on your external environment so then the question is, if you can program you as a kid, can you go back into it and reprogram it? And yes, you can. So the way I do this then is that everyone should be meditating. So I meditate for an hour every single morning. And of course, I didn't start that way. I built up from doing 15 minutes to half an hour and all the way up to an hour. And what I do every single morning in meditation is I make it the first thing I do when I wake up and I slow down my brainwaves and I go deep down into um alpha and theta and my advice for everyone is to make sure they're doing it with a 100 blackout eye mask the reason for that is because when you wake up there is a chemical that reacts to lights called serotonin and it wakes you up it gets you ready for the day melatonin is a chemical that gets you ready for sleep so melatonin levels are start at night when it gets dark and they're the highest sort of between 1 and 4 a.m. So if you wear an eye mask, you're blocking out light, meaning you can go deeper and down the brainwaves and literally open that door into the subconscious mind. So when you're in meditation and you've slowed down your brain, what you should then start to experience is 
that your thinking mind has been suppressed and you're no longer thinking thoughts that might be sort of about the day. And then if you can really center yourself and find the present moment, you are deep within the subconscious mind. And then just as awareness, what you can then start to do is visualize a future, but visualize it as if it's happening right now. Now, remember the, the subconscious mind doesn't know the difference between a dream or reality. So it starts to take that vision as if it's real. And just to prove that to everyone who's listening, everyone's had a nightmare at some point in their life. Now, when you have a nightmare in bed, you wake up, your heart's normally racing, you're sweating. And you think you're being attacked. And for a minute, you're, was that real? Oh, no, thank God it was a dream. But you should surely, you should argue that the brain should be able to identify that you're sleeping and you're safe and you're in bed. But it's because the body is the unconscious mind. The body genuinely doesn't know the difference between a dream or reality. So then in meditation, when you're deep in, let's say, theta or alpha, if you were to visualize being madly in love and feel the emotions of it, you are rewiring your brain. You are... Um, creating new um, connections in your in your brain, new circuits, you're breaking old circuits and patterns, and you're slowly reprogramming your subconscious mind. And if you do that over time, consistency is key. You will be able to get beyond your old thoughts. And my advice to everyone is to start. I do Dr. Jody Spencer's meditations. There's a great 24 minute meditation on YouTube called being defined by your future but there is also his meditations on his website i do something called tuning into new potentials it's an hour long you have to be first to clear on what that intention is and what that manifestation is but you can't just do this for one day it's like any habit you know it takes time to change it actually takes on average 66 days to form a new habit so hold yourself accountable for 60 days for a start and also remember that that is a great way to do it. You can do sleep hypnosis affirmations too, because when you sleep at night, your conscious mind shuts down, your subconscious mind's still awake, because of course it needs to keep your, your bodily um, functions going and you can reprogram that way too. So I hope that's helped. It's, it's so helpful. I love it. Um, I, funnily enough, one of my um, goals for this year, because I meditate every morning, I, there, there is the odd morning when I don't, but by and large, I meditate every day. And I normally do 15 minutes but if I on a day where I have more time I'll do half an hour and I have done up to an hour before but I really 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 want to get into the habit of meditating for an hour a day like you say because aside from anything else the benefits of like again like you say being consistent and it's like anything in life it's all mm. about consistency everything you know, everything you want, I say, is on the other side of consistency because it is meditation is definitely no exception to that. And the thing about it is the, the, the annoying thing about meditation is that people can be so quick to dismiss it, as I did for years, by the way. Yeah. I was just like, sod this. I cannot sit here and do this, blah, 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 blah. But you have to give it time. And one thing I will say to the listeners, and I don't know whether you'd agree, Matt, but even if you sit down and do five, 10, 15 minutes meditation, even when, even when you're feeling like it's quote unquote not working, just the fact that you're doing it means it is. And it's a practice. Meditation is a practice, right? So you've got to practice it every day. And I love the fact that you say there's no point in doing it. I mean, it's, I, I think sometimes, you know, it's like anything. I think some people would even say, you know, with the whole subject of manifestation, it's like, 
okay, so I have to visualize something and really, really believe it and really, really want it. And, you know, da, 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 and then it'll happen. It's like, no, of course it doesn't work like that. There's so, you know, people have to realize that in order to gain the huge benefits of all of this sort of stuff, they have to make a commitment to be consistent and to do the work. Now, one thing I want to ask about is gratitude. I, and it ties into something you said just now about when you're meditating and you're sort of thinking about your future self, but as it's, you know, happening, sort of thinking about it in the now. I am a big believer, as I'm sure you are, in gratitude and how hugely important gratitude is in just life in general. And and especially if you are trying to create the life of your dreams or the reality that you want, because gratitude is such a high vibe state and a high vibe emotion. Not to mention the fact that just right, you know, I recommend people do gratitude lists every morning. And apart from anything else, it just makes you feel better about your life when you are intentionally and consciously thinking about the things you're grateful for. But what I do in mine is I do 10, I mean, it sort of chops and changes a little bit, but my sort of core gratitude practice, and it's always in the morning is, or unless I haven't had time to do it in the morning and then I'll do it later on. But I do 10 things that I'm grateful for in the now. And then I do 10 things that I'm grateful for that haven't happened yet. Like, and the listeners will laugh at this because I say at the end of every single episode of this podcast, one day I'm going to get Jennifer Aniston on this podcast. (laughs) That's my aim. I bloody will. Thank you. Yes, I will. Um, So I write that I am so grateful that Jennifer Aniston has agreed to be on my podcast. So that's one of the things that I might write, you know, that hasn't yet happened yet, but that I'm grateful for. And I think, would you agree that that's, that A, gratitude is a really important thing to practice and B, it's good to write down things that you're grateful for that haven't happened yet? 100%. So you'll hear a lot of people say, that gratitude is the ultimate state of receivership. But let's just demystify that for a minute. Let's talk about why. So I said to you, the two secrets of manifestation are a clear intention and a clear feeling, yeah? So think about what gratitude is. Gratitude is firstly thinking of something that you desire, right? So for example, Jennifer Aniston, who was it you said? Jennifer Jennifer Aniston. There we go. Okay, so a a clear vision for for who it is that you want. And at the same time, when you write it, I'm sure you feel the emotions of it at the same time, right? So this is the same. So gratitude literally is putting yourself in the perfect receivership because you're thinking that desire and you're feeling that emotion, okay? So absolutely, gratitude is. I'll share a story because I love the fact that you currently write down five things you're grateful for and five things... Yeah. And then five things I think you said that you're well, grateful ten, for. Ten of each. So 10 that I'm grateful for in the here and now, like I'm grateful for my cat. I'm grateful for my delicious breakfast or I'm grateful for the fact that it's a beautiful sunny day. And then 10 <clears> that haven't happened yet. I'm grateful that Jennifer Anderson's agreed to be on my podcast. I'm grateful that, yeah. you know, I've had a million downloads or whatever it may be. So 10 of each. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that works because one of the, the one of them I've manifested a lot, but one of the significant ones that blew my own family away was back in July 2021. I said to my family, this is who will buy our house. This is the price we'll get um, and it will sell through in six weeks with no problems. And I said it before we even found the buyer. And it's because I was even, I was already practicing gratitude for it. So. I would practice my gratitude and I just knew I had this sort of intuition, which again, we can talk about that. It would be, we had a very old two bedroom cottage in Shropshire 
And it was very, very unique, you know, not the average type of house. And I just thought it's going to be a lady in her uh, late 60s. She's going to be a cash buyer. I don't know why. I just know it. And I was so confident. On it. And I was like, and we're going to get over the asking price too. This is the price we're going to get. And there's going to be no issues, even though there was damp and a few other things that probably needed to be done. I was like, it's going to sell through and the survey will be great. So I used to write down initially first. I'm so grateful and blessed that we have a lady in her late 60s who's a cash buyer. Went on the market. First weekend, we had 10 viewings, five offers, and we sold it to a lady who was, I think, 67, who was a cash buyer. And then from that moment on, I then practice gratitude every day for the fact that um, I'm so blessed and grateful that we had the most wonderful surveyor. Literally about two weeks later, phone call comes in from the surveyor. I opened the door to show him around. He was absolutely wonderful. Like had a chat. He wasn't, he almost didn't seem that interested in the house, you know, those type of surveyors. And then oh, there's always that sort of quiet period, that sort of like impending doom of like, oh my God, I hope the survey comes back okay for the buyer. And I just said, I'm so blessed and grateful that the surveyor was so kind to our house. And we had a call from the agent and he said, just to let you know, the survey's come back and it's absolutely perfect. There's no problems at all. So absolutely can work. I always do that to this day. I always practice gratitude for the things that I have got and things that I haven't got yet, but I practice it as if I have. So, yes, gratitude is one of the tools that everyone should be incorporating throughout the day. Totally. I'm so glad you agree. Do you know, it makes me laugh because you you are so the way that you explain you're so much more articulate than I am when I'm trying to explain this kind of stuff to people. You really are like it just the words just kind of fall out of your mouth so effortlessly. I'm so envious, but it's amazing. Matt, one thing that I want to ask you about is the concept of getting into alignment. Now, this is, to me anyway, this is a really big part of how I'm trying to live my life. I'm trying to live my life in alignment with who I am, with my values, live in, you know, in integrity, in line with what I really want, where I really want to go. How, and and I, and I think this ties into manifestation and thoughts becoming things and the power of the mind and all of that. How do you define what being in alignment or living in alignment actually is? Great question. Thanks. The easiest way to simplify that is to start with another analogy. I like using analogies for things. So if you wanted to tune into Radio 1 right now, Lucy, what would be the frequency of that channel? It would be Radio 2. Look at my okay. mind. Right, Radio Two. What's the <laughs> what's the what's the frequency of Radio Two? Uh, 80, 88 to ninety one FM. Okay, perfect. Now, Lucy, if you were to listen to eighty seven point FM, what would happen? I wouldn't get Radio Two. It would go crackly. Okay, so to stay in alignment, firstly, you have to have you have to be crystal clear on what it is that you seek. So if if you and I wanted to listen to Radio 2 right now, and so did your listeners, you would agree then that we would have to both turn on our radios and tune into 88 to 91 FM. If we were perfectly aligned, we would get it and we would receive it. That means then that in our room right now is that invisible field of information, frequency and wavelength. If we both tune in and align, all of a sudden we both hear the same music and presenter. So let's take that then with, let's say, finding your perfect partner or abundance. You have to be crystal clear on who it is that you're seeking or what it is that you want very clearly, just like being crystal clear on the frequency of radio too. <laughs> and then, then you have to actually think about 
how it's going to feel. Because, okay, yeah, it's easier to tune into a radio station. It's not as easy to tune into, let's say, Abundance or the specific person. But this is all about becoming it, remember. So you only listen to Radio 2 if you become it, because you have to literally become 88 to 91 FM. So you have to act as if it's already in your life by embodying the emotions of that thing. So I do that in meditation, remember, because I can tune into that as a vision and feel the emotions. But when most people fail is after their meditation, they slip straight back into the program. And what I mean by the program is their subconscious beliefs. So the key to stay aligned is by staying consciously aware. Now, what is consciousness? Consciousness is awareness and awareness is being present. So if you're someone right now who's terrible at being present in life, and I'm going to admit something, I was terrible. Years ago, I was the sort of person that I was busy. I felt like I always had things going on. If someone spoke to me, I'd be looking at them thinking, I actually don't even know what you're saying. It's gone through one ear and out the other. I was terrible. And do you know why? Because my dad's terrible. And that's sort of rubbed off on me. And my wife used to tell me off all the time. She used to say, Matt, you're not listening. And I, and I knew I was aware of it. So years ago, I had to really train myself to be more present in life. So if my wife's talking to me, that's the most important thing that's happening. My phone goes to one side. Everything else goes to one side, including my thoughts. So if you can practice being more present in life, guess what? That also means then that if you are wanting, let's say, a perfect relationship and you're doing all that work in meditation, but then throughout the rest of the day, you're letting those thoughts come in that say you're never going to find love. You're better off alone. Start tomorrow. You are not being present because if you are present, you'd be able to say bugger off to those thoughts. Yeah. And that is how you can stay aligned. That's I, I love. I love what you just said. I love the way you describe that. That's that's just makes it so easy to understand and so crystal clear. So thank you so much. Now, what other words of wisdom before we wrap this up? Because I'm aware that I've had you for over an hour. What words of wisdom do you have for our lovely listeners? Maybe two or three top tips when it comes to manifestation and all that stuff that that's you know, perhaps they can just, if people are really new to all this stuff and they're a bit like, oh my God, top tips yeah. to get started with creating, okay. essentially with with creating their own realities. Because let's face it, who doesn't want to know that they can create their own reality? Yeah. So if everyone's like, oh, I didn't even know I could do that. What could be some just top tips? No, no pressure. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I have let me just let it flow. So firstly, you need to be aware of what thoughts you do think and what thoughts you don't want to think. So here's an exercise that everyone can start with straight away, especially if you're a beginner, is spend some time in silence. And that might be difficult to start with. And I mean, avoid distractions, put your phone to one side and just sit, you know, with nothing, just in silence for 10 minutes, 15 minutes. And firstly, just see what thoughts come up. See what thoughts come up. The thoughts come up that you've got no money, that life's really hard. You know, I don't know if I can change and just watch them. And then after you do that, write them down. And then throughout the rest of the day, also watch them. So you might be at work and think, oh, God, that thoughts come up. Where's that come from? Write it down. And then also write down who you want to become. What life do you want to be? What do you want to create? And who is that person? Who is that future personality? And write down what thoughts they think. So, for example, if you're someone right now who wants love and you're thinking every day, I'm not loved and I'm going to be alone all my life. Do you think someone who is loved thinks those thoughts? Of course they don't. So you can write down the thoughts that you think someone will think who's in love. And you can look and you can go, 
Wow, I'm out of alignment actually to the life I want to create here. But also think about how you feel day to day. And those feelings I'm sure are lower dimensional. They're probably, you know, survival emotions. Could even be fear. So just write down the emotions that are present in your life right now. And then again, write down the emotions that would be present if you had that desire in your life right now. And then very simply, you know what you've got to do to change. And it's a powerful exercise to do at the start because a lot of people don't think they're making progress. But if every month you come back and do this exercise and you just spend time watching your thoughts, you'll realize actually how much you are changing already because the same thoughts won't come up as much. So that's the first thing. You've got to be clear on what you are thinking and clear on what you don't want to think. And then once you've done that exercise throughout day to day life, if a thought comes up, just go, ah, that isn't aligned with the thought that I do want to think. Now, that there is called neuroplasticity, which means that you are literally breaking a nerve cell. So in our brain, we have neurons and neurons that fire together, wire together. And those neurons become like a community in your brain. So over years and years and years, those neurons have fired in certain ways to say, I'm not loved, no one likes me, I'm going to be single forever. Every time you become aware of it, what you're basically doing is the best way of explaining this is see that as like um, like building blocks of a roadway in your mind that have solidified over years. Every time you catch it and go, oh, shouldn't be thinking like that. What you're actually doing is you're pinching a building block and you're building a new road. And that new road then will be built upon new beliefs, new thoughts, new meditations, gratitude. And you're literally building new roads in your brain. And what you'll start to happen is it's like any roadway that eventually sort of loses its blocks will eventually just erode, right? You erode neuro pathways in your brain and you circuit new pathways and you literally become a new brain. Now, every single thought in your brain releases a chemical, which is an emotion. And I said earlier that your thoughts and feelings create your personality. So if you do that just by catching them, you're actually becoming a new person. You're, you're changing your brain. And then by changing your personality, you actually change your energy and your vibration and you'll start attracting new things. So that's the second thing. The third thing is to realize that with meditation, you can't fail. A lot of people say to me, but Matt, I just keep thinking thoughts. I've sat there for 20 minutes and I just just thoughts came in for 20 minutes. So it's not working. And I say, well, the fact that you've just told me that thoughts came in is the fact that it is working, because if you're aware of thoughts that came in and you got angry or frustrated by it, you were the awareness that was trying not for that to happen. Most people in life who don't meditate just are thoughts. Secondly, and then my last bit of advice is to do things such as um, gratitude, like you've said affirmations done properly not just in a mirror in midday otherwise it's just going in your conscious mind and not even reprogramming you so make sure you do that properly at night or sort of in a meditative relaxed state um journaling like i've mentioned reading is a great one too for just learning new information is actually neuroplasticity it's building new blocks in your brain gosh can i just interject for one second say i could not agree more matt i am obsessed with telling people to be wary of the content that they're allowing into their minds and to try and every single day be listening to something inspirational or motivational or uplifting or educational I mean I listen to podcasts or and or audiobooks yeah. every single day Same. it's too easy yeah I'm sure you do it, it's just too easy to only be listening to the news or listening to what someone's saying at work or listening to what someone's saying on the radio and even a station like radio too actually there's still quite a lot of kind of negative messaging 
just from the sort of, you know, without us even really realizing it. So I just wanted to pick up on that. It is so crucial what we are consuming, right? 100%. You know, I'm a great believer that you should create the vibe for your day. You shouldn't let perception by the news and other people create your vibe. And the worst habit anyone can have is waking up and going straight onto their phone. Yeah. And I know we're all programmed that way. And, you know, the, the body becomes a habit and it becomes just normal to do that. But if you wake up and go straight into your emails or check the news or everything else, it's the worst thing you can do. The, my biggest recommendation to all of your listeners is to wake up and almost the first thing you do is go straight into meditation. Yeah. Because if you believe that your thoughts have some sort of control over your reality and your future, why would you miss a single day, especially first thing in the morning, rehearsing that? Because if you come out of that meditation and you feel really bloody good about your life, you will then be different and you'll act differently when you have a shitty email in your inbox or, you know, someone's annoyed you on WhatsApp. Then you would if, if you woke up first thing out of a dream and went straight into that negativity. So, yeah. Completely. Oh, my gosh. I love talking about this stuff I love talking to you thank you so much one thing I just want to say or I, I actually want to get you to say it or um because I think it's it will sound a lot better coming out of your mouth than mine but <laughs> can, can you just reassure or confirm to our listeners that it is more than possible to create a life that you want. This is not woo-woo bollocks. This is totally possible, more than possible. Yeah, of course. This isn't magic. Remember that I'm very analytical in a lot of the things I do. I like proof. I have not only my own results, but I also have the results from all the clients that I've worked with as well, as well as just go and look up Dr. Jody Spencer and look at how many people. And we've talked about in this podcast, Lucy, more about, you know, money and relationships. But, you know, it's pretty fascinating what your thoughts can do, especially in terms of leading to illness and the amount of people that have recovered from illness, the amount of people that have healed from cancer, major health conditions. And I believe that the reason I'm here is because the way my mum used to think ultimately led in my opinion to worst case scenario and I believe that if she was more aware of that and Joe's work it possibly could have had a bit of an impact so that's why I'm so passionate about what I do but yeah this isn't this isn't magic this isn't woo woo this is understanding that you as a creator have the ability to be aware of how you think and how you feel be conscious of that and decide that you are the master over your program if you don't do this and it's your choice ultimately and you carry on unconsciously creating because one thing Lucy is every single person every single listener is a manifester everyone manifests their reality so you've got a choice do you want to do it consciously or unconsciously if you continue doing it unconsciously you're being a slave to the program which is an animal if you do it consciously you're becoming the master over the animal you are getting the dog to sit if not, the dog's going to rule. So it's your choice. Thank you so, so much. Where can people, how, how can people work with you? Where can people find you? I need to know all the things. <sighs> I already know them. Tell the listeners how they can sort of work with you and find you and follow you and all of that. Sure. So you can find me on TikTok or Instagram. If you just type Matt Cook Manifestation or Matt Cook Coach, you'll find me. That's where I am. That's where I do my work. I work with people one-to-one. 
over a two month coaching period. Doesn't matter what you're looking to manifest. I just teach the blueprint. And the reason I work with people over eight weeks is because I mentioned it takes on average about 60 days to reprogram someone's mind. So I thought one session really isn't going to help people get results. So that is what I do. And I've had some absolutely incredible um, results for my clients. And I'm actually in the process as we speak because of so many requests of building a manifestation course, which launches in probably the next, well, probably in around about March of 2023. So about, about five weeks from where we are now, which is going to be all the knowledge that I've gained and put into my own words. And my approach is to simplify it and give someone a blueprint. So if someone hasn't got eight weeks of their life to, to dedicate to coaching, they can go through in their own time, step by step. And that's going to launch in March. And of course, for free, also, you can go and sign up to my newsletter. So I send an email out once a week on a Saturday of just tips, tricks and resources. And um, I've actually written a handbook as well, a manifestation handbook called 19 Secrets to Manifest Your Best Life. That's free. You get that as soon as you sign up to the newsletter. And being on that mailing list, you'll also be notified of my course and anything else I launch in the future. Well, I'm going to go and do that right now, because although I follow you on Instagram, I'm not subscribed to your newsletter yet. So the first thing I do when we come off this call, I'm going to do even (laughs) subscribe. (laughs) There you go. Cool. Matt, thank you so much. It's been an absolute pleasure. I love talking about this stuff and you really are so brilliant at explaining it and just simplifying it and just making it understandable. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You're so welcome. I've really enjoyed it. Thank you. And thank you to every one of your listeners for listening. Well, I do hope that you enjoyed my conversation with Matt. I truly could have carried on talking to him for about another four hours. Such is my fascination with this whole subject. I really hope that you got some value from that conversation. I'm quite sure that you did. And maybe it's made you sort of rethink things. Maybe it has piqued your interest. Maybe it's got you a bit curious about manifestation. And maybe it's made you wonder whether actually it does work and it isn't just a load of woo-woo BS. Anywho, hope you enjoyed it. Thanks so much for listening. Please, please, please subscribe, rate and review this podcast. I would appreciate it so, so, so much. Reviews really are so, so, so important. So if you have just two minutes when you finish listening to this, please go to Apple Podcasts and rate and review this podcast. If you've loved this episode or if you've loved any of the episodes that I've done over the the past nearly, very, very nearly one year, believe it or not. If you don't have Apple, you don't use Apple Podcasts, then you can go to Spotify and you can just give it a rating, which literally takes five seconds. So if you can do that, that would be awesome. Please do follow me on Instagram at spinsterhoodreimagined, or you can email me at lucy at lucymegason.com. That's Megason spelt M-E-G-G-E-S-O-N. Yeah, email me anytime. Email me with your thoughts for future guests, any feedback that you have. I always welcome comments, feedback, you know, criticism, constructive criticism if possible. Um, But yeah, do feel free to send me an email anytime. I do try and reply to every single message I get on Instagram and every single email I get. So I'd love to hear from you. Okay, I'll see you back here on Saturday for my mini-sode. And in the meantime, remember that one day I will get Jennifer Aniston. 
on this podcast. Have a great week. See you later.